You can find out all the great opportunities we have coming up. Hey, ladies, it's time to begin planning for our girls' time out. 3 p.m. Saturday, December 30th, at Mission Escape, located at 205. North Tennessee Street in Cartersville. We'll spend an hour attempting to outsmart the Mission Copen escape room, followed by a 4.30 meal, 7963, no later than December 22nd to reserve your spot. See you there. Christmas is right around the corner, and here at RLCC, we care about the community around us. Our goal is to provide Christmas assistance for 80 children this year. With your help, we can make that happen. So make a donation in the month of November and December 
above and beyond your normal ties to RLCC Christmas, and together we will bless those 80 children within our community. And you'll need to RSVP by December 3rd to attend. Please email dandrew at reallifechristian.church. Hope to see you there. Good morning, Real Life Christian Church. As you can see, the giving tree is up and ready. We are all looking forward to seeing all the wonderful brand new hats, gloves, scarves, mittens, blankets too, to be put around the tree that will be given to those in need after the holidays. Thank you so much in advance. One, two, intro. son that came on that glorious night that you sent here to grow up and, and forgive, forgive us our trespasses, trespasses as we, we forgive, forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen one Your love is the 
to read an excerpt from Born in Bethlehem where Nicholas Rotman says, okay, I'll admit it. 
O little town of the house of bread, does not quite have the same ring to it as O little town of Bethlehem. But although not helpful for singing, it may be helpful for our faith. Was the place where Jesus Christ entered the world on that very first Christmas morning. Later on in his public ministry, Jesus described himself by saying, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. That's from John 6, 35. This Christmas, new appreciation of the nativity scene, thanks to the meaning of Bethlehem. There, lying in a manger, in a container holding food and feeding hungry animals. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we enter into this Christmas season, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much There's lots and lots of different things that you can do, but I think first and foremost, it's important that we give the Lord thanks, especially in the time of Christmas and Advent, when there's so much that we receive and so much that we have been given by that gift on the first Christmas morning, and we're so thankful for that. There's lots of different ways you can do that. Lord, thank you so much for all that you've done for us. Thank you for our salvation. Lord, with all the blessings you give us, help us to take this occasion to glorify you. In Jesus' name. Good morning. I love it when I come up here on the iPad. Scratch beat you up too bad, did I? But if you weren't here last week and you didn't watch it, I want to see you after church and we'll have a talk about it. <laughs> now, I thought this week I'd go something a little more you like. Christmas and getting gifts. Don't you want to receive gifts for Christmas? Hey, yes. You know. But, of course, most of you have already got everything you want anyway, right? Right. 
Well, how many of you have uh, remember reading all the articles in the Reader's Digest? Did you read the articles? Anything that requires electricity is seen as too practical. Don't buy clothing that involves sizes. Because the chances are one in 7,000 that you'll get it wrong. And she'll be offended the other 6,999 times. If you avoid all things useful, don't buy her anything useful. The new silver polish that is advertised to save hundreds of hours is not going to win you any browning points. Don't buy anything that involves weight loss or self-improvement. Buying her frilly underwear. Your idea of the kind of underwear your wife should wear and she should wear are two different things. There's some elbows flying now. And finally, don't spend too much. Now, this is a tricky subject here. How do you, th you'll get those questions like, how do you think we're going to afford that? But if you spend too little, she won't say anything, but she'll say, is that all I'm worth? Guys, we're at Christmas is hard. What's exactly what she wants. Like, just pick it out. You know, but they won't do that. They say, "You don't you know me? Well, I know I need you to pick it out. <laughs> there was a, an American Express survey about Christmas gifts that found that fruitcake was the one that was chosen the one least likely. The worst Christmas gift is fruitcake. And it even finished ahead of no gift at all. When asked how to dispose of it, no thank you, although I think it would probably survive a few centuries, you know. Anyone want fruitcake? I doubt it. But, you know, when we, we're talking about giving gifts, we've got to talk about God. God always does better. God gives us every good and perfect gift, right? Every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything good you have in your life comes from Him. And so we're thinking about Christmas, we think about the gifts that God has given us. This is just a simple reminder of how blessed we are. This all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Did you know you're basically a jar of clay? Think about it. You're made of dirt. Of dirt. And... It's like the little girl who said, Mom, we learned Sunday school that we came from dust and that we're going back to dust. And she said, Mom, is that true? And her mom said, yeah, that's absolutely true. The Bible says that it's true. And, well, the little girl got to think in a minute. She said, Mom, I just looked under the bed. Is it either coming or going? <laughs> Talk about a gift. He took his very breath gives you life what a gift right he give you, gave you the very body that you have the very life that you got in a school exam there was a question said give an account of the creation of man and one little girl said first God created Adam and he looked at him and said I think I, if I tried again I could do better then he created Eve 
don't know about that. But they're incredible. We, we put our bodies through incredible abuse. The stuff we put in there, the way we treat our bodies. And yet, they keep going. It's amazing how, how resilient our bodies are. You know, it just keeps right on moving. Maybe not the best, but it does keep moving. In Psalms 139, the psalmist said, For you created in my inmost being. You, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I pray for it. We forget about it. But we still are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we need to do our best to take care of these bodies that God has given us so that we can serve Him. He gave us these bodies, this being, so that we could do stuff in His name. You could be a real blessing to people. Because of what he's given you. You know, what about your family? Are you thankful for your family? Some of you don't need to answer that. I always wish she'd had more family. She missed her family. And family is a, a real blessing. Are we thankful for our families? Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And I've used this verse, I don't know how many, countless of times in marital counseling. You know, hey guy, what's wrong with you? And you give this verse, but one time I was sitting with a guy talking about his, his woes of matrimony, and I used this verse, and he countered me with another verse. I wasn't prepared for that. But are you thankful for your spouse, your mate, your partner? What would it be like without him or her? Don't answer that, some of you, please. Some of you are looking at each other and just telling it. But it would probably be very miserable and lonely. Proverbs 17.6 says this about family. Children's children are the crown of the age, and the parents are the pride of their children. It's grandchildren, you know. How many of you love having grandkids? Oh, Yeah. That's the reason you didn't kill your kids, right? Technology where you can just look at each other miles apart. And yesterday, Cherish calls and said, Mom, I need to show you what my granddaughter did. She had cut her hair. So we get to be a part of that drama, too, from so far away. But Leslie said, well, when you bring her down here, I'll get it fixed. Don't try to fix it yourself, you know. But... But this is the time of year when we need to be thankful for our families, shouldn't we? We need to be thankful for the, the people that we have in our life. Because not everybody has some great gifts. But we also have material gifts from God. You know, Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you can eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or, or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Food, clothing, and shelter. I mean, do you think God has been pretty, pretty good to you? You have those things, don't you? 
drink a lot of it too, right? But in reality, we are so blessed. It's like the British, you know, official in Washington. He was he was going to receive Winston Churchill for a visit, and the story is told about this embassy aide who once asked about Winston Churchill's preferences in food and drink because they wanted to make sure they had what he liked. And and the aide said, Mr. Churchill's tastes are quite simple. He easily Americans throw away about a pound of food a day per person in your house. That's the average. Think about that. We throw away more food in a week than some people get in a month. It's sad, isn't it? That should be be very humbling to us as, as Christians to know that we are so blessed Yet we, we take it for granted. I've never gone without a meal, can you tell? Unless it was by choice. However, there are people here today who do try to be somewhat conservative considering the starving world around me, but in reality, if I want a steak, I'm going to go get a steak, aren't you? Just say yes. And, you know, I've often wondered if God will judge us in regard to our waste. To the stuff that we throw away. I gave you so much and you just threw it away. What do you know about a instantly about a well-dressed man? What do you instantly know? Well, court for her excessive, ridiculous clothes buying habits. He divorced her because of her wardrobe. And I'm gonna tell you what he found in her wardrobe: 106 blouses. 92 pairs of pants, 87 necklaces, 81 pairs of shoes, 62 pantsuits, 31 evening dresses, 60 purses, 23 robes, 23 nightgowns, 55 body shirts, 47 slipovers, 39 sweaters, 36 bracelets, 27 vests, 25 halter tops, and 10 watches. The only thing he didn't count was her underwear. As a child. I bet you have more today than you did when you were growing up. I mean, you think about it. I, I don't remember the first house much that I was raised in. I remember a little bit about it. But before I went to school, we moved into another house. But this house didn't have heat. It had a fireplace. So the heat came from a fire, and there was no air conditioner in the summer. We didn't have cable TV till I was 14, and when we did, it came with a whopping 13 channels. And in my room, I had a 13-inch black and white TV with rabbit ears. And I got two channels, and one of those was fuzzy. You know, you think about it. We are spoiled rotten. We are blessed. We've been given so much more than we deserve. And are you not blessed with a decent home and a house? What do you consider your... Your greatest material blessing. Think about that for a minute. <coughs> what do you consider that? We all have something we enjoy or treasure. Now you thinking about that, let me ask you this. Could you live without it? Your gifts. And it begins with this right here. He's given you his word. Do you know how important that is? What a gift it is to have this word? 
It's like the preacher whose car broke down and on a country road, and he walked down to the nearest bar, and he was using a phone. And after calling for a tow truck, he spotted his old friend, Frank. Frank was drunk and, and barely dressed at the bar, and he said, What happened to you, Frank? You used to be rich. And Frank said this tad, sad tale of bad investments that led to his downfall, and the preacher being a preacher like me, he said, Go home. I went home and opened my Bible and I put my finger down and there it was, chapter 11. <laughs> Bankruptcy. This morning it took them a long time to get that one. They were still asleep. But you know, here's the real, the truth of it. Are you ready? God's word is right about everything about everything and we need to get the right thing for the right message we'd be without the word of god you wouldn't be here on sunday morning would you you'd be down at waffle house eating omelets and waffles and, you know would there be anything without the word of god where would we be no revelation from god no word from god no knowledge matter of fact I got two slides in one here, and I, I didn't mean to, but it works. Psalms 19:11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And you've heard it said that the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. And that's the truth, isn't it? It's really, 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 and you won't sin because you, you know how important it is to live a life that pleases God. not that difficult is it but we make it so hard you know another person said you know dusty bibles lead to dirty lives you've heard that one too well it's very true you know but psalms 191 says i hold fast to your statutes O lord do not let me be put to shame how do you respond are you mad i said well i'm i'm not happy about it but I'm not mad because I know I live my life the best I can to please God. And they can say whatever they want and all they're doing is spewing lies. And that's the way we need to be. I personally, I enjoy studying scripture. The study of scripture has been my salvation in so many ways. It makes me want to serve more. It, makes me, it helps me to, know, to God, know God better. It strengthens me for daily living, for preaching. It strengthens me in my preaching. What do you find your hope in? I hope it's not what you're going to find under the Christmas tree. Hopefully we've grown past that and we're, we know that our hope is found in what is found in these pages. And that's the story of our God. And his love for us. That's what our hope is. It's not in your 401k. It's not in your government. Your hope is found in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you find in my enemies for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders. For I obey your precepts. 
your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. One last gift. And I know all of you are thinking, is he going to shut up so I can go to lunch? Do you know the church is a gift from God? Do you know that? Preacher said, uh, he, this, this, this preacher was writing this story. He said, I was a fill-in preacher. And a man said, hey, you're a preacher or something. He said, yep, I am. I preach at the little Christian church here in town. And the man got excited and said, hey, I'm a member of that church. Now, the church was small, and he knew all the regulars. And here's what he said. He said, I've been preaching there for about three months, and I've never seen you there. And then the guy looked at him kind of strange and said, I, I said I was a member of that church. I never said I was a fanatical member. Do you know how many times a year People now, you know, they, they give us a bunch of excuses. Either they moved away or, well, they just didn't come to church. Here's the truth. Many people don't get too fanatical about the church, but they should. <coughs> the church is a divine blessing from God. Do you know that? And can you imagine life? without the fellowship, the comfort, the joy of the church? Could you really? I mean, let's just be honest. It is this group of people in school times about a young man who needed money while he was preparing for full-time Christian service. And, and he asked the Lord to help him because without getting the check, he wouldn't be able to go on to seminary. And, and the following day, he received a large check that enabled him to continue his studies. And he was very happy, but when he looked at the date on the letter and saw that it was written several days before his prayer, he was shocked. And then he, he found this scripture, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. When Leslie and I were going to Johnson's Bible, from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and then I'd come back and we'd go back to work on Friday morning at 5 a.m. And, and while we were doing this, uh, how are we going to afford this? And at about that time, the gas was 4 and $5 a gallon. Do you remember that? We're almost there again at times. But, but that's when it first spiked. It went from a dollar to 5 Well, if it hadn't been for Chilhowee Christian Church and some other Christians that stepped up and helped us financially, we would have never been able to... We just couldn't have afforded it. God's been with us through so much. It was hard. So when we're back in town and it's time to go to church on a Sunday and we've got a Sunday off, we go to church at Chilhowee Christian Church because they're still faithful. We should be fanatical about our church. You know, before I was, now I can say this because I wasn't always a preacher. Before I was a preacher, I got real fanatical about church. I wasn't always. I used to be the, you know, then. Because I loved serving the Lord. I loved hearing His Word. And we should hunger like that, shouldn't we? You should hunger that way. It should be something that you can't live without because it's so important in your life. 
but you, you have to lap it up at every opportunity you can. You know, it's amazing that Leslie and I went to, to seminary and we left without any debt for our student loans because God provided. It's called amazing grace from a very amazing God. We're saying thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation, for the blood that was shed for us all. So let me ask you a question. Do you really, really have the Christmas spirit? Are you really excited about the gifts that God has given you? Are you that Jesus made to the cross? You see, the moment he chose to leave paradise, he chose to leave a place where there's no pain and Come down here into this mess. And it is a mess, right? To come down here in this place of turmoil and hate and anger. He chose to come here. And you know what we did to him? The human race turned our backs on him. The one who loved us enough to leave paradise. We hung him on a tree. And every year, we put Christmas decorations on a tree. accepted that you can come forward confess him as Lord and be baptized into Christ receive the Holy Spirit and begin that journey where you, you know that, that this mess on earth is only temporary and one day you'll be in heaven if that's you you can make that decision by grace we can be free from that do you believe that? believe the Bible when it says he has set you free from the bondage of sin if you believe it then when we stand and we sing this song let's sing it like we believe it let's give it to him so at whatever decision you've got to make if you need to come up here and ask him for some help with some of those chains then, then come do that
for coming out and worshiping with us here at Real Life Christian Church. We are so glad you're here. We want to live a real life solving real problems together. We are all real, right? Such Yeah. And next week we do our Christmas giveaway here where we give away gifts. I think we got close to 90 kids that are going to get Christmas gifts. Is that right? 88 kids and some on the waiting list. If, if you give more, we'll take more. We'll make sure they get Christmas. Yep, 38 families we're blessing for Christmas this year. So that'll be pretty good. We'll, they're going to come in and shop. And they're going to go downstairs. We're going to give them a hot meal and clothes and food. And, and we're doing it all in the name of Jesus. Right? Now, if you're going to volunteer, if you're willing to come help next Saturday, we do need some help. So come up here and talk to Leslie. It's from, you need to be here at 930, and you'll be gone by 1, I hope. So if you're willing to help next Saturday, come up here and see Leslie, because it takes people to bless people. We don't have anything else? Hey, I'll be up here for a few minutes afterwards if you need me. And Kenny, yes, ma'am. Please bow your heads. Dear God, as we come into this season of season, thank you, Jesus. Amen. My chains are. 